Hey, I'm Alicia Bake. I'm Jen Greenfield. And I'm Jen Tifoni. VO Booth Besties listen to the questions you have. We find pros in the know to help you learn. And connect with our amazing VO community. Welcome, Welcome to, to VO, VO Booth, Booth Besties. Besties. everybody. Welcome to VO Booth Besties. Like our intro said, we're here to help working voice actors get your most important questions answered by industry pros who know. Each week we have a new topic and a guest speaker who is an expert on that topic. Speaking of which, we want to make sure you all are current on all the awesome speakers we have coming up and other exciting opportunities. So we're uh, creating an email distro list. If you guys want to get on it, Head over to boothbesties.com and just shoot us a quick message with your email and we'll add you to that list. A quick bit of housekeeping. In order to stay on topic and get as many of your questions answered as we can, we're actually going to keep hand raising turned off. However, the chat will remain open and this week I will be monitoring that. Now, without further ado, let's meet our guest. Over to you, AB. Thanks, NJ. This week we are honored to interview Donnie States. Donnie States is the founder of Voice Overview, the business tracking and management platform built specifically for us, voice actors and producers and coaches. In addition to running and managing the day-to-day -day operations of VOV since 2017, Donnie has been a full-time voice actor since 2014. With nearly 20 years of corporate marketing experience, Donnie dove into voiceover with little training or knowledge of the voiceover industry, but she did know business and quickly began to apply her business acumen along with lots of training, to her budding voiceover career. Fast forward to 2021, Donnie has built a robust career, regularly voicing campaigns on Pandora and Spotify, as well as commercial and corporate projects for clients like Robinhood Investing, Hill Brothers Coffee, Hill Brothers Coffee, I, I can speak, Frigidaire, WebMD, National Safety Council, Intel, AbbVie, Publix, and many others. Over to you, GT. Thanks, AB. Danny, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? Hi. Hi, guys. Hi, you gals. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. As you can tell, I am not a clubhousey. Uh, I do occasional, I do occasional interviews, but I, I don't, I don't, you know, frequent it. So I'm. We want to talk about all the things about Great. CRMs. So um, now I've come from the corporate world, like ages and ages ago and i've used mm -hmm. crms for work but like mm -hmm. they were already established databases with the functionality that i just needed for that job and when i think about setting up a crm for my voiceover business i'm like a deer in headlights yes. and i think a lot of our audience is probably in the same place so let's start with the basics what is a crm so i come from the corporate world too so i've worked with salesforce um probably primarily um so a crm is it, it stands for client relationship management. And then you can say system, platform, app, whatever, right? Um, and typically large companies use CRMs to manage, you know, uh, everything from, from um, our online shopping habits and their online shopping customers to, you know, um, to customers that, that, buy their, that, that buy their services and products, all the things. And, and generally with a CRM, what it does is it tracks all of the communications and interactions. It, they oftentimes um, interact with your, with your email. And um, some of the ones that are currently being used most um, often by voice actors are Nimble and Zoho, um, sometimes um, contactually 
and voice overview is another one. Um, and, you know, kind of depending on, on what you're looking for, a CRM can either be a huge helper or it can be a huge time suck and a detract detractor. And so no wonder you're a deer in the headlights. It, <laughs> it, it really, it like I, I'm a deer in the head in the headlights when I look at some of them. So yeah, that's what a CRM is. Okay. So why should a voiceover artist have a CRM? Why should you have one? <laughs> well, you know, I think the question is, should you have one? Really? Like depending on your business. So, uh, and I, I say this with, you know, full transparency. So depending on your business, you may or may not need a CRM um, or you may not, you may or may not need a CRM that has robust functionality. So at the end of the day, what you want as a voice actor, as you begin to build your career uh, is you want to be able to stay in contact with your clients. And so the best way to stay in contact with your clients is to have their email address and to have probably their physical address, although I'll be 100% honest here and say I rarely write that down. And later when I need it, I go track it down and it's hard. So um, likewise, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, how little information can I have to get to get by <laughs> this thing? Um, so so um, but, but you need it so that you can stay in contact with your current clients. You may need it if you are somebody who goes out and does email prospecting. Uh, if so, if you're doing cold emailing, if you're doing cold calling, um, you may need a CRM to keep track of when you last called this person or when you last emailed this person. What did you say to them? Um, and and if you're somebody who follows something like um, Mark Scott's um, marketing program, his VO Marketing Pro program, you know, right. then you probably want a CRM so that you can make sure that you're doing those those continuous touches. Same thing if you're following um, League of List Builders, you want to make sure that you're doing those continuous down the line touches. I don't do that. So I'll just be honest about that. I wish I did, but I don't have the stomach for it. Having been in marketing for 20 years, 15, 20 years, I just don't have the stomach for doing it. Um, <laughs> so I don't. Um, so you need, a, you need a CRM if you are doing those activities. You also need a CRM um, to, again, to, to manage your current clients. So your current clients, you might not need anything that's super robust. So um, there's Nimble, Zoho, as I said, contactually. Um, oh, Close is a great one. Um, those all integrate with your, um, with your email system. So they integrate with email. Uh, I, I personally use Close in conjunction with Voice Overview. Um, okay. So Close integrates with your email. It goes out, it goes through all of your email, decide, you know, kind of figures out who your highest touch contacts are. You can then super easily go in and, and manage those contacts. Like, is it an agent? Is it a manager? Is it a production house? Is it a client direct? You know, those kinds of things. Is it a prospect? Somebody that I'm, I'm talking to, but hasn't hired me yet via email. Um, you can go out and you can classify them and it's super easy to use. I love it. Um, but again, I'll say I love it and I don't use it enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I mean, I'll be 
uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's just so important. You know, there are so many people who talk about all the things that we should do in our business. And I'm one of those people who talks about what we should do in our business. But does that mean that I do all of it? No, it doesn't. So I'm not some super, some super power marketer. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So should a voiceover artist have a CRM? Yes, probably some sort of, some sort of way to track and manage your clients. Yes. Okay. So that? uh, that's perfect. And actually what you just said about clothes made me sigh in relief because that sounds like a really good place to start. Um, yeah. Oh, let me say C-L-O-Z-E with a Z yes. or a Z. Yeah. Um, so if you're new to voiceover and you're just building your career, I guess it, you know, it's a great time to start with a CRM, mm-hmm. but what about somebody like me who's been in the business for 15 years and mm-hmm. hasn't, do you, do you just jump in where you are or should you try to backtrack? What do you do with that? It's a great question. That's a great question. And so uh, I fully believe that you should start where you are. Just, you know, so just start where you are. Um, I have, so, so I happen to start tracking my business as soon as I started. And just, just to let, just to give you a little background. So I, I got laid off from my voice, from my um, marketing job in 2013. And so I was, I had six months of unemployment and I was like, okay, I got to, tr- I'm going to try voiceover. And I'm going to track all everything that I do to see whether or not I can even start to make the kind of money that I was making as a, as a marketing executive. Okay. And of course, in the, you know, the first year I did not make that kind of money, <laughs> but um, I was able to, I was able to like track my business. I was able to track the number of auditions I did. So as a starting out voice actor, what you really need to do, if you're on the pay to place, for example, if you're on Voices One, Voice One Two Three, and Voices.com, or you know any of the any of the online casting platforms, you want to track the number of auditions that you're doing on those platforms and the number of auditions that you're winning. So for me, when I first started out, you know, it took me 150 to 200 auditions, and this was in 2014, back when mm-hmm. you know you could book a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. So it took me a hundred and a hundred and fifty to two hundred auditions to book a job. But by the time I I hit that six month unemployment deadline where my unemployment ended and I was either, okay, you better go get yourself a job or you can continue doing voiceover, I was I was booking ten to one. Wow. So so then I knew, okay, A, I'm making money in this in this business now and I'm my audition to booking ratio is very acceptable. You know, I know I can, I can do 10 to 15 auditions and book at least one of those. And, you know, off I went. Now I'll be honest, here it is, you know, nine years later, and that is not my audition to booking ratio now. Like the business has changed so much. So that is not my audition to booking ratio. I sure as heck wish it was. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I know. I'm like, wow, (laughs) that'd be awesome. But no, um, so, but so as a starting out voice actor, here's what you really want to track. You want to track your audition to booking ratio. You want to know exactly how many auditions it takes for you to book a job. That's so important because if it takes you a hundred auditions to book one job, you better be doing 200 or 300 auditions a month. 
in order to just, you know, start scratching the surface. Right. Um, yeah. You know, you also want to be able to see, hopefully, that 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 trajectory goes that that your booking to re- audition to booking ratio goes up. You know, so so if you're tracking your auditions and tracking the number of bookings that you're mate that you're doing, uh, both aggregately and by platform. So you know, how sh- what's your audition to booking ratio on Voice One Two Three? What is it on Voices dot com? What is it on, you know, um, Badalgo? You know, on VO Planet, et cetera. If you know that, then you also know where you can where you can uh, concentrate your efforts more. So if you're right. booking more on Badalgo, God, you know, double down on Badalgo. So that's one thing you should track. The other thing, as a beginning voice actor, somebody who's just starting out, the other thing you really should be tracking is your expenses. One of the things that's so important, you know, if you are working with any of the major coaching schools, coaching uh, organizations, um, if you're working with private coaches, et cetera, you, and, and you are still in those beginning stages where you're putting out more than you're bringing in, you really want to know how much am I really spending? I mean, and, and let me let me say this, you really don't want to know that you really <laughs> should know. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. You know, and, and all of this, like, you really want to know the truth about your business. I'm, I'm, a huge proponent of, of knowing, knowing the reality and the truth of your business. Because if you don't know the reality and truth of where you are right now, you have no idea of how to get where you're going. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, tracking your money, tracking, tracking your jobs when it's easy it's easy when you're tra- when you're booking one or two jobs a month. It's easy to know what, that you've booked, uh, that you've auditioned, booked, delivered, invoiced, and paid, gotten paid for your job. That's really easy to track when you're tracking one or two jobs. But when you start to build your business and you start to have repeat customers and you start to book more auditions, then you know you could have two or three jobs a day, or you could have three or four jobs a week, or whatever the whatever it is. And suddenly, you know then it becomes like a business to actually manage. And that's when you really need more of a business system to help you keep track of your business. Um, I'm a big proponent of of really uh, viewing your voiceover business as a business. I, I think so many voiceover voice actors don't don't really realize or don't really think about themselves as running a business. I'm a voice actor. I, I do voiceover and people pay me for it. And I sometimes invoice them. Sometimes I forget, did I invoice that guy? Did I, I don't know, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. And, and at the end of the day, we are each and every one of us running a business. And so we have to, we have to find a way to, to know the truth about our business as simply as possible in order to, in order to manage that. So JT, can I jump on in that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say real quick to your point, Danny, you know, one of the things, um, I know when JT and AB and I have been at conferences, there is a lot of reliance on P2Ps or online Mm -hmm. casting. And so Mm -hmm. it's so interesting for you to drive home that point about treating it like a business because, it's very easy for us to go, but I don't have to do anything because the site does it for me. But then it's making sure that your mentality is such that one, 
you want to be developing relationships and be bringing them to you to be your own client, not, you know, affiliated with, um, the sites, but yeah, to your point, you know, have, have your, your business in place and don't just rely on the sites to do the work for you. That's all I wanted to reinforce. Yeah, absolutely. And if I may, I'd love to drop in my two cents about that. Um, Sure. So, you know, the, so, you know, voice one, two, three, you own the client. That's lovely. The client can book you wherever they want you, however they want you. They can do it through the site. If they think, if they think that's best for them, they can email you directly. They can do whatever they want. Right. Um, There are other platforms that are not, that are not like that. And what I would say about that, and, and I, I practice this myself and, and I don't care if I get kicked off of them, frankly, (laughs) but uh, the way that I, the way that I treat that part of my business um, for any of the platforms that don't, that are, that, that don't, that say they own the client for any of those platforms that say they own the client, I say, no, you don't. You are treating me as a voice actor, like a commodity. I am just a commodity that you are selling to anybody who will buy me. And so like a commodity, like a box of Cheerios, which is a commodity, you can buy you can buy a box of Cheerios at Safeway or Kroger or Publix or wherever you want to buy your cereal. I'm a box I'm a box of cereal. They can buy me however they want. Once somebody has booked me on one of the platforms that is trans that is not transparent, some of them actually you know their name and some of them you often know their business. So I will go and find those people on LinkedIn. And I will reach out and I will say, thank you so much for for booking me. It was such a pleasure to work with you. Um, I'd love to work with you again. If you'd like to hire me through Platform X, great. That would be lovely. If you'd like to hire me direct, you now have my info. Uh, Yeah. I, and (laughs) it's not, no, I mean, it's not always easy to do, but it is so Mm -hmm. important. Um, Mm -hmm. I was on a platform um, similar to Voices Mm -hmm. and the things changed and the the rates were not commensurate with the work. And so I, I left the platform, but I did have a few regular clients on there. So right. one, I was able to track down through the company that I did the training for uh, mm-hmm. on a regular basis. And I'm five years later, I still do the training for that person. Yep. And um, another one actually tracked me down mm-hmm. when I left. And again, five years later, I still a couple times a month get these scripts for... Um, new product Mm -hmm. development stuff. And you know that they're my client. They did not belong to that platform. Yes, they are. I agree a hundred percent. And, and it's not easy to reach out, but I think it can be very diplomatic. Like I said, you know, you know, feel, you know, wherever it's easiest for you to book me next time, you know, if it's through the platform, great. If it's direct to me, great. We're connected now, you know, so that, that leaves it in their ballpark. It leaves, it gives them the freedom to book you however they feel, you know, they want to and, and off you go. But I, I agree a hundred percent. They are your client. They are your client. Yeah. And if they want to book you again, they should have the freedom to book you however they want My, you know, without the additional platform fee and all of that stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I have, I have those same clients, you know, I have, I have clients that I, that I took off of a, a platform and you know here they are you know eight years later nine years later we still work together and they are some of my best clients so absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'd like to ask you a few things 
um, specifically about voice overview because mm-hmm. you are the the perfect CRM for voice over because <laughs> that's what you do. And so you know yeah. it. And um, yeah. so how does your client address book in a CRM voice overview specifically mm-hmm. differ from your email contact list? Hugely, hugely. So if I were, if I put voice overview and close next to one another, so mm-hmm. voice overview is full of contacts that I have, that I have worked with. A few people that I have that have reached out to me or I've reached out to and we've had a a nice back and forth, but they haven't hired me yet. But the majority, you know, 98% of my contacts are people that I have booked work with and have worked for and done done projects for. Uh, My close has people that I have just emailed with. Maybe they've emailed me back. Maybe they haven't. Maybe we've talked a little bit. Maybe, you know. There, but there's there's not a uh, um, there's not a, a a business relationship yet. Okay. And for and for me with voice overview, so with voice overview, because it is a business tracking and management platform. So what we call ourselves, we're a business tracking and management platform with a simple CRM component, and that simple CRM component consists of. You've got your clients in there. You've got their name, their company. You've got their email address. The email address link is a live link that when you click on it, it will open up your email client and you can email the client uh, oh, from nice. your, what, yeah, from whatever your email um, host is, but it won't track that. It won't say, oh, you emailed this person. It won't, it won't take any of that information. It simply just is the conduit to okay. the email. And then you can you can keep notes in there. You can keep notes that are um, managed based on date. You can keep notes also that are managed based on uh, the system itself. And so it's a very very simple CRM. And um, it's also it also gives you the ability to like um, um, sort your companies by the amount of money that you've made with them and all of that. So you really can see a lot of information from there. But it's it's very simple. Whereas close, uh, it has not only all of my clients and all of the emails that I've that I've sent back and forth with clients, and it will tell me, hey, you haven't talked to this person. Um, this person is a a good client, and you haven't emailed with them in a month. Um, it gives you a daily dashboard that gives you your actions for the day. Um, my Daily Dashboard currently has like six actions that I should take today and about 150 plus that are overdue. <laughs> so so for anybody out there who's listening, who's like, oh, wow, she's so organized. She really stays on top of her stuff. No, no what? wonder she's been in the business so long and she's successful. No, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I don't stay on top of my stuff. So anyway, I don't want to paint myself that way. So, um, what types of information do you add to make the most out of your client info? So I add for my clients, I add just the four pieces of information that I need, that I need to add to voice overview. So I add their, their company, their first name, last name, and email address. Occasionally, if it's a production house, um, or if if I've done like a source connect, if I've been, if I've, uh, booked with an agency and and I've done a source connect session with uh, another studio. 
I'll keep those clients as well because I'll want to reach out to them and say, hey, John, you know, we work together on this project. If you guys keep a roster, I'd love to be on your roster, right? Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll put those in there and I'll tag them, but they won't have necessarily a job associated with them. For some clients, I do, I do keep their physical address because I want to send a card or I want to send something. And again, um, I want to send. I don't generally send, but I want to send a card. I want to send some sort of physical mailing thing that says, hi, thank you so much. Um, so I will keep those. I will keep addresses sometimes for some clients, but not, not every client for sure. Okay. I noticed that voiceover view has the ability to use a tracking link. Can you tell me what it is and how you use it? Yeah. So uh, that's, that's sort of a misnomer. And we're actually in the middle of revamping our public facing website so that it is okay. more, it sounds more, ac- it sounds more accurate than, than that. So on voice overview, well, and now actually, let me go back to the question about what do I keep track of with my with my contacts as well. So okay. I was talking specifically about contacts. Uh, I also keep track of all the jobs that I do with every individual contact. So um, I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but so the tracking link, so Voice Overview offers a very simple one-page website. Um, and it's, it's very much like a profile page on voices.com or voice one, two, three. In fact, we kind of looked at both of those and thought, okay, well, what do we want to create from this? What, what, how would we like to mimic this? Not because, not because we are a casting site, but because we wanted to give, um, we wanted to give subscribers who are just starting out in the business and don't have the ability to, um, don't have the ability to pay for a full-blown website or and don't or don't have the um, work yet to show for it you know maybe one or two demos and that kind of thing so this is a place to kind of park one or two demos and um, and have a web presence that costs you nothing as long you know if you're a subscriber to voice overview then you get this this one page website for free and the tracking link you can create individual tracking links so like if you were doing prospecting um, marketing, you could in theory, and, and I wouldn't do it to this granu- level of granularity, but you could in theory create a tracking link for every single person that you send an email to and put that tracking link in your in the email and you would know whether or not they, they clicked on that link and and played one or one of your demos or more of your demos. So you'd be able to see that. Um, but it's not something that you can use anywhere else it has to, it links directly back to that one page website. Okay. And, and with the one page website, what I would say is if you have a full blown website, if you've been in the business for 10, 15 years, of course you have a full blown website. You would never want to use this website, the one page website. It would not be of value to you. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, AB, we've hit the 30 minute mark. Wow. I know. Right. Woohoo. Well, it's time for our reset, a room reset. If you just joined us, we are VO Booth Besties, and our goal is to help working voice actors get their most important questions answered by an industry pro who knows. Today, it's Danny States, voice artist and founder of Voice Overview, and we're discussing CRMs, how to measure business metrics, and all of those kinds of things. 
Thanks for joining us. And let's head back to the interview with JT. Cool. Before we continue, NJ, uh, I'm guessing you have a bunch of chat questions. Well, not really, but okay. <laughs> some of the conversation has prompted my own questions, um, and that may prompt some more from the chat. Um, so you may have s said this, but again, since we just did a reset, I want to kind of go back to the beginning and really fundamentally, when someone is starting out in voiceover or even if they're, well, no, let's just say they're starting out in voiceover. Do mm -hmm. you recommend that rather than, you know, Excel spreadsheeting it, that mm -hmm. an actor should begin with a CRM to get in the habit to just, you just accept it, you need it, you're going to go with it. Do you think that's a, because I hear different, um, coaching, I'm going to say companies, I, I can't think of another word off the top of my head, but yeah. you know, who are like, you need a CRM and people freak out like, oh my God, that's just one more expense and da, da, da. Yep. So do yep. you think that's something upfront? You just build it into your, your business, your VO lifestyle. What do you think on that? Yeah, I do. So I think so. And uh, here's going to be a shameless plug for voice overview right here. So I think as a starting out voice actor, voice overview is the way to start. And I say that not because I run and manage it, but because that's exactly how I started. So voice overview started as a spreadsheet that was super blown out. So my husband is a brilliant finance guy and I was a marketer, uh, not so brilliant. Um, so, and I needed to know about my business. And so he created this spreadsheet that by entering six lines, six data points, it fed this beautiful, um, um, oh gosh, what's it? dashboard. It's, it's, it populated this beautiful dashboard that told me everything I needed to know about my business. It told me, you know, how many jobs I had booked and what, how much I'd had delivered and whether or not I'd been paid and uh, what my audition to booking ratio is, et cetera, et cetera, all those things. And starting out with that, that gave me what I needed to know to understand whether or not I could actually make a business of voiceover. Um, uh, and, and I was, a, I mean, I was a six figure marketer and I needed to know that could I get on that trajectory to be a six figure voice actor and that, and, and being able to track that from the very beginning gave me so much information. It, it gave me, the confidence to keep going. It, you know, told me the truth about what I, what I really needed to do in order to, to be successful and all those things. And as a voice actor, when you're just starting out, you do have to create good habits right from the beginning, because if you create those good habits from the very beginning, if you are, maybe you're at first, all you're doing is tallying up your auditions. You're doing, you know, three, you did three on voice one, two, three, you did four on voices.com. You did two on Badalgo with wherever, you know, um, and you, you're tallying those up every day. And as you book a job, you're adding it to voice overview. You're adding it in. You're seeing the, you're starting to see the, um, the flow of your business. Um, that is a great way to get in that habit. And when you get to the point where you're booking several a day or several a week, um, it will help you stay on top of the, that business. Um, 
that's a fantastic yeah. way to approach that. I, I mean, that just, again, people are commenting in the chats like, okay, <laughs> I'm feeling a little less anxiety <laughs> about pursuing yeah. the CRM. Um, well, so no, let's just be practical because this is why we're here. We want people to get good information. What mm -hmm. if you know, you know, voice overview, but what yep. if you know, what are we talking monthly? What are we talking cost-wise? Are people going to freak out or can we... Not with voice overview. No. Okay. So voice overview is $9.99 a month or 96 bucks a year. And oh my gosh. That is yeah. a steal. Okay. Yeah. And it's not because it's shitty. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I meant to say crappy and I don't know what happened. Um, so <laughs> it's not because it's a, it's not because it's not robust. It actually is very robust. Uh, we, we built it in 2017. So, so we've been around for how long is that? Six years. So we've been around for six years. We'll have our six year anniversary in June. And we started out very basic at 990 at, we started out very basic, nothing like what it is now at 999 a month, 96 bucks a year. And then, uh, we have continued to reinvest in that and okay. reinvest and build and add and I'm never gonna raise the I'm never gonna raise the the rate on that because everybody wants a piece of the pie. Everybody wants a piece of you. And I just think that that we have to be realistic and create something. So my goal is to have a lot of voice actors use it and continue to build it out and make it really, really valuable to the community. And you know, that's that's the whole goal. So that's wonderful. Yeah. Now we appreciate yeah. it. I assure you already people are like, ah, okay. Cause how often, you know, in, in any, any, in any industry, you don't know what you don't know. Um, right. and, <laughs> and it can, it can be overwhelming. You're not sure who to ask. You're not sure who to trust. And that's, again, I'm selfless plug for us. That's where VO booth besties came in because we were tired of just not getting reliable, you know, honest answers about the industry. And, you know, yeah. you can, I mean, my gosh, pick a Facebook group and you'll get 30,000 different, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. answers to a question. So we really just want to cut through the noise. And I know that's cliche at this point, but it's really true. So we appreciate you are a member of the industry. You are supporting the community and that's what we're trying to do. So this is this Yay. is perfect. Um, yeah. So I worked, I also worked in the corporate world for a while and we used Zoho. Now, I, I haven't used it outside of that. Um, however, I mean, oh, you could track everything. And I'm curious with your own business and what you mm -hmm. might speak to for other folks, do you also include just, I'm going to say leads, whatever that definition is for you. So they're not a client. Mm -hmm. I've met them. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead and put them into your CRM. I generally don't. I generally don't. Um, but some people do. So um, some of our so so some of our we have a quite a, a nice subscriber base, and our subscriber base uh, ranges from people who are literally just starting out to people who've been in the business for twenty plus years, uh, people who are making almost no money, and people who are making multiple six figures. So it runs the gamut, and so um, I don't do that because. A, I'm I'm just not a very good marketer, and I don't reach out. I don't do a lot of cold marketing. 
uh, email marketing or cold calling or anything like that. Um, but some people, um, some people do use voice overview that way and they add their prospects to it. They, or they add, generally they add their leads. So what's lead or prospect, you know, whatever. Right. But once somebody, once somebody's actually said, Hey, yeah, we we're, we're interested in you. That's when they will add them to voice overview. Um, so it, it really depends what I say about what I say about voice overview or any other or any full blown CRM. And, you know, I don't count voice overview as a CRM in particular. It really is a business management system or business management platform. Um, but when I talk about when I talk about CRMs or business management platforms, do whatever you do that in a way that works for you and that you will be consistent doing. So if you can find a if you can find a way to do something that you'll consistently do it, then do that. Um, voice overview, you know, people ask me all the time, you know, so you, so when you track a job, you can say, you know, it's commercial. Uh, you can say it's general radio, TV, web, blah 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 blah. And they're like, well, how do I classify this? And I'm like, well, you know. However it works for you, classify it that way and just make sure that every time you book a job like that, that you book it, that you classify it that way. So I would say the same thing is just this is that's the same answer for for how do you track your leads and your prospects? Do whatever you do, but just do it consistently. For most people, I recommend that if you've got if you that you keep a um that you keep a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet of people that you want to contact but have never contacted, or you have contacted and they've never responded, keep them on a spreadsheet. And once they become somebody that's active with you, then you can add them to voice overview. But again, you know, do what works for you. Right. And, and I like that. We've got two questions in the chat. Jennifer Lanham asked if, if voice overview has um, integrated with close or if you're going to that is still on our wish list to be honest so um we have we have explored it and we have the we have the understanding of what it will take and we have not yet undertaken to do it so that sounds like a huge thing it's a huge thing and so so uh we are integrated so there's so we are integrated with invoicing platforms, uh, Wave Apps, QuickBooks, and FreshBooks. Oh. Yeah, and in order to in order to integrate, there's something called an API, and I always forget what it means, but essentially it's the code that allows the platforms to exchange data. And so we know what the what we now know and understand exactly what the Close API uh, offers and allows. And now we are in the process of figuring out. Okay, so we know what they do. We know what they allow. So how can we plug this in in a way that works and and is seamless? Right. So that's it's it's bigger than I thought. So to be to be honest, two years ago, I think in 2020, I said, "Yeah, we're going to integrate with them," <laughs> and uh, it's now 2023. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not. It's just not that simple. It's not simple. No, it's, and it's, it's quite extensive. And so a lot of times, one of the things that I have to do is I have to kind of weigh. So um, everything, all of the, all of the things that we invest in, in the platform, you know, come from our, 
revenue and I don't take a salary from voice overview. It literally, yeah, I don't get paid for that. Um, it's really my labor of love. And so what I, what we do is we look at what we've got and we look at what other people, what our users are asking for. And we, if anybody is a user on here, you know, that if you've asked for a, you've asked for something, we often do it, you know, we'll go, oh yeah, we've, I've gotten, you know, six questions, six requests for that or 10 requests for that. Absolutely. We'll do that. And off we go. Um, so it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of, of kind of surfacing the, the bigger things that people want. And I don't know how many people actually use clothes on voice overview. I should probably run a survey. There we go. Great idea. <laughs> and Jay, are you, are you ready? Oh, so no, all I was thinking was, have you considered um, outsourcing, having someone input all your information for you? I know JT may or may not have thought about that with 20 years of voiceover experience. Well, yeah. So, um, so somebody that, that we all, that most of us likely know, um, she's been in the business for 15 years and started using VoiceOverView three years ago or maybe four. Um, and she had, she, she had her daughter go in and backdate all of her, all of her, um, revenue. So she can see her revenue trends. That's one thing that's really, that I love about voice overview. So, um, you can see your, your, um, 13 month trailing revenue trend, and you can also see how it stacks up against the voice overview community. And and one of the lovely things about that is not to compare yourself to the voiceover community, the voice overview community in terms of, gosh, do I make more or do I make less? So sad, but more like what's the trend? What's the revenue trend for voice actors generally? And um, so, for example, last month, the voice overview trend, the community trend was slightly up. My my trend was was not up, and so I could see even though I even though my I I tend to make more than the than the voice overview community average, I could see that I had not trended up. I was actually trending down, and the voice overview community was trending up. So it's it's a it's a good wake up call. Like, ooh, what's happening there? What you know? What am I? What am I? What am I doing? Not doing? What should I be doing? Or you know, is this just a blip because it was January? That is an incredible functionality. I did not know mm -hmm. you, that you had that. I love yeah. that. Yeah, it's helpful. And it's not, you know, you have to turn it on and turn it off or you have to turn it on. And so like for somebody who's just starting out. So one of the things that's neat is the, the community average uh, is between uh, 3,500 and 50, about 5,000, 5,100 a month. So it kind of fluctuates up and down. And, and that goes hand in hand, right along in line with the, um, with the voice actor, with the voice actors of New York or Nava, um, survey that they did a couple that they, that they've done twice now, I think. And it's right in line with, with that broader community. Cause not everybody that took that survey is a member of voice overview. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really nice to be able to see that. And if you're brand new, you can either look at it as aspirational, like, wow, look at people are making between, you know, 3,500 and 5,000 or more a month on average. Um, or, you know, you might look at it and go, oh gosh, I'm only making a couple hundred a month. That feels like, that feels terrible. 
And so you just turn it off and you don't have to look at it. That is incredible. I love that. I think Nava sent the survey out when they were doing uh, their exploratory thing for the health insurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. maybe that was why they did it. Oh, interesting. I never thought about why they did it. I just figured they did it as a, yeah, interesting. But yes. Yeah, I think that was, somehow that was part of the criteria that they needed mm-hmm. okay. to be able to do that. Okay. Um, yeah. I can't even begin to tell you, like, I have four pages of notes <laughs> from tonight. And there was something hey. that we were talking about that you said you wanted to go back to, and I thought I put an oh, asterisk right. next to it, and I don't, I didn't. Yeah. So you were talking about contacts, you know, what information should you have yes. about contacts? Yeah. So, so when you're adding a contact to voiceover view, like there's very minimal information that you need to add. But one of the things that's really great about voiceover view is when you, when you book a job with that client, um, there's, are, there are about six fields of information that you, that you want to include. And that includes your, the job title, the type of job that it is. And when we have this really lovely comprehensive list of job types that you can customize so that only the types of things that you do are on there so for example i don't do anime and i don't do um adr and i don't do you know whatever right audio description um so i deselect everything on that list that i don't do and so when i pull up when i pull up the list to to track a job it's very it's very simple it's exactly customized to me um i can see with every client exactly how much money i have made with them over the course of our relationship i can see all the number of jobs that i've done so for example i've i've been with pandora for uh since 2017 and um i have i have 500 and some odd line items and that doesn't that's not even the number of spots i've done but i've had 500 and some odd you know bookings with them over the course of this of those years and so it's it's a great way to really see the the breadth and depth of your business not only um, across your client base but down to the down to the client level um pandora is a great example as well so um, i don't work with just one producer there i work with 21 different producers and so all of those producers, all of that, all of that um, income rolls up to that top line of Pandora. So I can see what my overall income from Pandora is over the, you know, the course of our relationship. And, and it's a great way to really understand um, your, your business and, and who your, who your clients are. Um, So yeah, it's, that's, that's one of the things that's, that's, that people love about voice overview is really being able to um, understand the value of different client relationships. Yeah. And Jen and Alicia will tell you, I'm, I'm the the geek girl who loves to dig <laughs> in those numbers and those metrics. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of laugh at me with that, <laughs> but that's okay. So if yeah. you can, if you're selecting the genre, can you break down your metrics by genre? So you know where you're yeah. booking the most? Yeah, on the dashboard, on the overview page, there are there are a couple of different cool widgets. One widget is um, uh, job type mix and growth, so you can see the job types that you book most often in, uh, and you can compare it year over year. 
um, and job source mix and growth. So where are you getting your work from? And you can compare that year over year. So um, in the job type area, you know, early on in my voiceover business, it was mostly explainer videos, right? It was a little bit of commercial here and there, but it was mostly explainer videos, a couple of apps, a little bit of e-learning, that type of thing. Now it is by far and away, it's, it's mostly commercial with a little bit of e-learning and, and other stuff thrown in. Um, so you can see how your business shifts and flows over, over time. And same with where you're booking, where, where your uh, income is coming from specifically um, from your different sources, agents or managers, production houses, et cetera. Um, you can also run reports that you can run reports that show like how which jobs have you booked that you actually auditioned for uh which jobs have you booked that you know in the last month um there's also tax stuff there's also the ability to prepare for taxes on it um we are not tax advisors just be clear about that but uh we do provide you with information that is pretty damn good for um sending off to your accountant or if you're your own accountant it will it will get you far. That is also very helpful because I I also procrastinate on that. So I yeah. I have gotten so much better about keeping track of that information throughout the year. And I am that person with the Excel sheet with seven different tabs on it. And mm -hmm. so every expense goes on a on a tab and the date and everything. My household expenses because my studio is in my house, the yeah. you know, all of that stuff. Um I will sit down sometime next month and I will pull out all of the stuff from last year and I will fill in all of that. It takes me a whole day. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I can send that into my accountant. And yeah. yeah, if I had a place to put all that throughout the year, I would probably um, make my life a whole lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely for sure. And the integration with, with Wave and other, um, yeah. other invoicing apps is incredible because I use Wave and I've been mm -hmm. using that for a few years now. So to be able to marry those two things in one place would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask is. a question about that? Uh, how easy is that to do so <laughs> or how hard? It's so easy. So uh, I will, and I can say that because when I started with, uh, so when I started, oh, so I was using PayPal for a long time as my invoicing app, and I wasn't even I wasn't even asking people to pay me through PayPal because I didn't want to pay their stinky fees. <laughs> so I would just create my I would create my invoice and uh, save it as a PDF and send it send it via email, and they would pay me via check. Because I was like, yeah, don't pay me via PayPal. Um, so, uh, but when we decided to integrate with Wave, so that was a that was a subscriber generated upgrade. Uh, subscribers came to us and said, you know what, I would like to be able to invoice through voice overview. We did a little survey, found out that um, far, by far and away, most of our subscribers were using Wave apps. So we started with Wave apps and because we were integrating with it, I had to test it and understand how it worked. And I was blown away by how easy it was and lovely it is. So when you enter a job into voice overview, you put the job title, uh, you put the job title and the rate and all that stuff. When you're ready to invoice it, uh, you click a little link that says create invoice. So you will have created the, the connection between 
voiceover view and wave apps or fresh books and quickbooks you will you'll have done that and that's a two, little uh i don't know one minute two-step process so very fast once you've done that your connection is made now you click the create invoice button a little pop-up shows up you select from your if you do um service offerings uh voiceover recording session fee etc you click and you you choose you choose your service click create invoice it will automatically populate from your last invoice number it will populate the next invoice in line it will have a line item that says voiceover recording the next line is your job title that you've added into voice overview when you um when you tracked your job and then you can send it straight from voice overview uh with a little pop-up that comes up that you can customize your message etc off it goes that is beautiful it's really it is, lovely that is awesome my question also is it backwards compatible so like i've been using wave apps for a long time i have all my clients in there would it is it easy to like transfer them into voice overview or that has to be done yeah now? Actually, no. So what happens is when you when you make the connection with any of those three, when you make the connection, uh, after you've done the first connection, the next one is a thing that says sync common contacts. You click on that. It does it does whatever it does. It it voice overview looks at wave apps, wave apps looks at voice overview and anything that is the same between the two, they just automatically match up. Next time you book a job, let's say you book a job with somebody that you haven't added to, into voice overview yet, you'll be able to, you'll just add them into voice overview. You'll click a little button that says sync common contacts, and then you'll be ready to go. So one of the things with the API, and, and I love this feature because I want to protect people's data and financial information. So one of the, one of the features of all of the APIs is that voice overview can only push up it cannot pull down data so your banking information that's in wave apps or freshbooks or quickbooks it stays there we, it there's there's no way for voice overview to pull that data in voice overview only pushes information up and that makes me really happy yeah that's fabulous thank you yeah yeah but it doesn't it doesn't take you know when you add a client from when you add a new client or new to voice overview client, it takes four fields of information, company, first, last, and email to get them in. And then it is assuming the email matches the email that you have in wave apps, it will just automatically, they'll automatically, um, you know, sync up. That is the best. Oh my word. And I can't believe we've made it a whole hour. <laughs> this just blew by. I have not, I have not taken this many pages of notes. I can't remember the last time I had this many pages of notes from anything I've done. Um, so I'll be honest. I said at the beginning, there was no way I was going to actually do a CRM. And now I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I could do this. So thank you, Danny. You bet. Oh. Can I, let, can I say one more thing? So of course. Uh, for voice overview, we do, uh, so we have a 30 day trial and we also do every, on the first and third Tuesday of every month, I do um, the, Oh gosh, what do I want to say about that? I do um, ask me anything about voice overview. And so anybody can jump into that. And, you know, I just answer people's questions kind of like today. I don't, I don't have a set 
um, I don't have a set presentation. There's no like, let me tell you about this thing. It's more of what questions you have and how can I answer them? Um, and we walk through and I share my data and we, we just talk about how to do things either on voice overview better if you're somebody who's using voice overview or talk about how to incorporate it if you're not using it. Where do we find that? Uh, well, right now, <laughs> I'm going to have to send you a link. Um, it will be on our new website. So our new website is going up in the next um, 15 days. It should be up. Okay. Our new public-facing website should be up in the next 15 days. And then there will be a link where you can register for that. So that's, I'm, I'm lame. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Um, before you go, though, we like mm -hmm. to ask our guests three just for fun questions, kind of like James Lipton style. Um, number one, what singer, band, or composer are you enjoying right now? Okay, well, that's funny you should ask that. I was just driving home. I went away for the weekend. And on my drive home today, my Pandora thumbprint played in succession Taylor Swift, Jimi Hendrix, and The National. <laughs> so That's uh, awesome. That's great. That sounds like our house. Yeah, you yeah. never know what you're going to get. <laughs> exactly. Um, is there a podcast you've been listening to lately? Yeah, I've been listening to Unstuck Entrepreneur um, with a gal named Sean Miner. I think you're the second guest who has mentioned that. I think we're going to have yeah. to check that out. I think yeah. so too. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I like her a lot. I like her a lot. Yeah, that's definitely the second time. It may have been um, Deb Sperling. So um, to wrap it up, what is your favorite dessert? Uh, let's see. I think my favorite dessert is beignets, Italian donuts. Oh, I have never had those. What? I have, have not. Have you ever been to New Orleans? I have oh. been to New Orleans, but I oh did not gosh, have those. They're so good. I'm so not sure good. how New Orleans allowed you to leave without having a beignet. Yeah. JT. Okay, we uh, gotta fix that. Or a zeppoli. There's they're called beignets or zeppolis, depending on where you're from. But yeah. Nope. Haven't had it. Okay. I'll still be <laughs> I'll still be your bestie for now, I guess. <laughs> Well, just bring me some in Atlanta. We'll work on it. Just, you know, stick them in your in your suitcase. We'll work on it. <laughs> well, guys, thanks again, Danny, for joining us. And thanks to all of you in the audience for um, learning with us, for joining us, for supporting us. Uh, Danny, this was absolutely just amazing. We, we have gotten so much information. Uh, hey. Before you go, we want to remind everyone that thanks to you, VO Booth Besties is continuing to grow, and we now are two nights a week. We're on Monday, yes, Mondays and Thursdays, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and like I said early on, get on our mailing list. Go to Booth Besties. Get on our mailing list so you can get updates. We've got lots of really cool things um, on the docket, and we would love for you to be a part of it. Over to you, A.B., yeah, speaking of things on the docket, we are excited to share that next week our guest speaker, we're going to be, we're super thrilled to bring back Tim Friedlander. Uh, Tim is going to be this time discussing NAVA, the National Association of Voice Actors. If you're new to voice acting, it's something that you really want to learn about. Um, head over to Booth Besties, submit any questions uh, on our website, and we'll do our best to include them in our interview. And while we're talking about NAVA, there are three days left in our fundraiser for NAVA. So we uh, are selling some T-shirts. Then all of the proceeds go to support 
um, other voice actors being able to attend conferences or support that they need. So please check that link out at the top of the page before we close out and help us support the fund that supports our community. And um, also to keep the conversation going, connect with each, us each on LinkedIn and follow VOBB on Facebook. If you want to hear replays of tonight's episode, or previous ones, I, I put the link in the chat, but also just go to our website and go to the podcast link and you can listen anywhere you listen to your podcasts or right there on the website. Good night, everybody. Thanks so much, you guys. That was really, really fun. Thank you. Thanks, Danny. Thank you, Danny. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of VO Booth Besties. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Well, pretty much anywhere they're playing podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so we can keep the conversation going. Video Booth Besties. Yeah, it's a thing. thing.